Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Motion City Soundtrack. Last week, we introduced the band, talked about their early history and formation, and explored their killer debut, I Am The Movie. This week, we're going to talk about their sophomore album and commercial breakthrough, Commit This To Memory. Here we go. Commit This To Memory. So, I don't know if we mentioned even, I Am The Movie came out in 2003. So, from a history point of view, after that... Um, the biggest uh, sort of thing that happened to the band is that Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, which has got to be one of my favorite bands of all time, like it's got to be, even yeah. if you know you may not normally consider a band like that, they just, okay, we, we'd have to get through them uh, <laughs> in this podcast. But they basically, Mark asked them to join Blink-182 on their 2004 tour of Europe and Japan, which was huge for them, not just a huge way to get them out to uh, across the sea, uh, concerts and, and bigger fan base but at the end of the tour Josh approached Mark and asked him would you produce our next record Mark had never produced anything before but he loved them so much he was like uh, yeah and this yeah. is his first produced record I just love when these bands, bands know each together. other somehow yeah, and become friendly and yeah and, help and, the, and the fact that he was just like yeah I've never recorded before let's do it and he made a great record I will say yeah this album which we will get into in the lyrics was written while Justin was in treatment for alcohol abuse. It sounds like half of it was while he was uh, abusing alcohol, and I don't know if there were drugs involved as well. And half of it was after he was starting to get sober. I think that's I think that's what yeah, I read. I mean, a, this whole album feel is a lot about his alcoholism, his depression, yeah, and sort of the aftermath and how it affects his relationships. Exactly. I I read or, or I saw an interview where he purposely wanted to get better at storytelling on this album, a la some of his heroes like Ben Folds and Tom Waits and the Weaker Than, another band I really like. Yeah. Um anyway, while they're writing, they did a huge headlining tour. They played like 270 shows or something. And this That's is amazing. all just promoting I'm the movie while they were recording. I wish I was at one of those shows. I know, I know. Watching videos of these tiny shows is like, it's insane. Um, Anyway, this next album, Commit This to Memory, came out uh, so a couple years later after I'm the movie in June of 2005. This was their breakthrough album. For sure. If The Future Freaks Me Out was sort of their hit single, kind of, it didn't really make the waves that this album did. I mean, this thing I read, it peaked at number two on the Billboard Independent Albums. 500,000 copies sold. And this is like, number one was the Warp Tour compilation, which they were on for Makeout Kids. Like, right. they were... I didn't even know Makeout Kids was on there. Yeah, I remember. I actually had that CD wow. also. Um, they promoted it. They were on Late Night with Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Kimmel Live. Have you seen these performances? I couldn't find they the Conan are- one awful oh no they are so bad oh it's so hard to hear and i actually heard a little a a short snippet of a podcast that tony was on yeah and he explained that during the jimmy kimmel one in their in-ear monitors for some reason beck's song girl was playing and wouldn't stop while they were playing so it's a nightmare that is a nightmare so he said television? you can hear Justin is in the completely wrong key for the first few seconds because he's basing it off the song he's hearing in his monitor. That's tragic. It, and it oh sounds God, like shit. Fire it that really, sound guy. Yeah, it sounds awful, honestly. That's but regardless, <laughs> they got TV exposure. That's huge. Larger and larger crowds. They went on Warped Tour 2005, and then they started touring with Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, which yeah, we mentioned earlier. They were on a rise. They were definitely on a rise. Um, so much so that this has definitely become their, in a lot of people's minds, quintessential album. Yeah. Um, so much so that even the band did a 10th anniversary tour of it uh, in, in 2015 before Panic Stations came out that I went to. Um, 
I guess we'll sort of go into how we feel about this album. I will be straight up. This is not, this has never been my favorite album by them. Same. I don't know why. I, I do know. I think I know why. And I have a couple theories. I think for me, and I guess might as well just talk about it now. To me, this feels like an awkward bridge between the really heavy instrumentation and incredible orchestration and sort of emotional, emotive lyrics of I'm the Movie and the hyper pop of Even If It Kills Me. This is sort of stuck in the middle where I don't think the choruses are as catchy and I don't think the aggression is as aggressive or the, like it's just sort of caught as like, it feels like a transitional album to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like one of their best. And it's, it's sort of odd to me that people, not just because everything was all right, was such a huge hit, but I, this is just considered their best album, and I just don't really get it. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. No, I, de- I definitely agree. I w- and it was con- kind of confusing to me. I don't know why it was confusing to me. I was just like, I want to... Listen, I, I, liked, I liked the album a lot. So do I. I was just I like, just I want to like it more. Me too. I al- always wanted to like this album more. And friends of mine... So later in the podcast, we have some special guests who are coming. And I'm going to guess, and again, I haven't talked to them either, I think both of their favorite album might be Commit This to Memory, and I want to sort of pick them apart for why, but it's not mine. And that's, again, I don't want to sort of start on a negative (laughs) note, but I think it also for me is, how can you not be let down after I Am The Movie? I Am The Movie is such a masterpiece, and they just didn't top it. Well, I read... The software album is super hard. I I read that Mark Hoppus, uh, he basically, he wanted them to declutter their songs. That was kind of the word that I I read, which, I love you, Mark, but I know, (laughs) but but that that was my favorite part about I Am The Movie, is how How orchestrated... How well-written on on a musical level. Yeah, I mean, I I totally get it. I get that it's frantic and there's so much going on, it's hard to sort of like pinpoint what's happening, but he was just like, let the songs breathe. So whatever that means, it made for a more catchy, slightly poppier album, but it still keeps a lot of the intensity that I'm the movie had. Um, but then it has some softer songs. It has some more sentimental things. It, it they, they start to experiment a little bit more with different uh, songwriting. Type, yeah, absolutely. Which I totally respect. And I don't know. I might. I think the lyrics might be better on this album than I in the movie. They're a little less obscured and just like here are some cool words I put together, like we had mentioned yeah. in the last um, episode of, the, of that album. But uh, yeah, I just feel like his songwriting from a lyrical point of view is very strong here. It even is. if it's detailing some pretty gruesome kind of thoughts. I in think his that's mind. the best though. Yeah, the it's, honest. It's, it's incredibly personal. Self-aware. And for some people, I mean, it, it might be hard to listen to because it's very honest and bare about his alcoholism and how it's ruining his relationships and his depression i mean it's tough and we'll get through we'll get through it but i mean a lot of the time he he does it with such poetry that it's 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 kind of beautiful in a way how he speaks about himself and how he affects the people around him yep and with that let's start with our top five uh we'll go through once again our top five favorite songs in the album i'll start this time please do okay my i struggled with this also and i Okay, I'll just... I'll just. <laughs> My number five is Hold Me Down. Wow. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Yeah. My number five was... Uh, is? is. <laughs> well, we'll see. It might change in two seconds. Better Open the Door. Okay. Uh, My number four is When You're Around. My number four is Attractive Today. What? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. My number three is Together Will Ring in the New Year. Wow. I'm glad you put that on. I didn't. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. 
my number three is When You Were Around. Okay, similar there. That's been our first common song. Uh, my number two is uh, Time Turned Fragile. Whoa! My number two... Actually, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is Everything Is Alright. What?! Oh, I'm excited. I'm happy you had that reaction. Oh my God. This is like when we used to do this via text, you putting one week by Bare Naked Ladies at number one. Are you kidding me? Listening back to it, I regret doing that, <laughs> but it was one of those things. Oh man. Okay. Well, wow. What's your number one? My number one is Attractive Today by oh, far. Of course. And yours okay. has to be Time Turned Fragile, course, which was fighting for number one for me. Yeah. It actually was number one, and I changed it last minute, and I'm regretting no, it. No, that's now. totally fine. Oh man. That song is amazing. Okay. Better open the door. Yeah, let's start with better open the door. Better open the door. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to start with the chorus of the song, because that to me is the best part. Okay. Our hell ends every weekend, but it's all I have. I don't know. There's something about that chorus I actually really like. It's funny, because I don't. Really? I really think it's kind of throwaway. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I think this is a very peppy, fun, punky number, especially after... Uh, Let's Get Fucked Up and Die, which was right before it, which was kind of a bummer. It's got like a great uh, Moog sound. And actually, Matt's bass is right up in front, which yeah. sounds awesome. I think I like the sound of this song more than I actually... You know what's funny? I used to love this song. I, I think on further listens, I sort of... This is what I was saying earlier, is that I feel like the chorus is poppy and catchy, but like nowhere near as poppy and catchy and great as a lot of the singles and poppy songs off Even If It Kills Me. Yeah, It just sort of... No, I totally agree. Again, this this album was very hard for me to rank. I knew Time Turn Fragile was my number one, yeah. absolutely. And then a couple in the middle were shifting around. And then this and Make Out Kids and other things were kind of fighting for a number so five spot. So Make Out Kids was my number six. Yeah. I really it was either that or Hold Me Down. And yeah. it's interesting that you also took Make Out Kids off. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, back to Better Open the Door. Did you notice in the lyric he says, Matt makes his murderous demand? I'm assuming that's Matt, his basis. I don't know, because then he talks about all these other names I haven't heard. But Kate. I also, for whatever reason, the bass is so chunky in this uh -huh. song. It makes me think it has something somehow something to related. Do with that. I hope so. I, I I like the verse a lot. I, yeah, no, the verse is very. The good. I just feel great. like the chorus is kind of lazy and like paint by numbers. Do you notice the uh, all uphill from here? At least I hope so. As he's going ascending. Well, I'm also like you know the song all downhill from here. Oh, <laughs> Who is that band? That's Newfound Glory. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Whoa, uh, that's a great call. I so I don't know if, if he was kind of um, referencing that at all. But also, like, it's kind of kooky, but the better open the door before I take a hammer to the wall. It's like he, he's very good at writing melodies, all these sort of swooping up and down. Don't you think the bridge is kind of out of nowhere and doesn't fit? Yes, and that was one of the main reasons why I was unsure if I wanted this on there. Honestly, the bridge took take, takes away from me. Even though I like some I'm of the I'm not guitar. trying to make you doubt your choice, but we've talked very negatively about this song. <laughs> this is really better than Well, I guess this is what we're talking about. I mean, to me, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. about the album. I mean, there are a lot it's of good a parts, harder, yeah. but it is, it is harder. I think in that chorus, I just love his screaming. I love that. His screaming is great. His vocals sound great. On this whole album, his vocals are awesome. 
However, a couple times he isn't as impassioned as I'd like him to be, and he just sort of kind of sings it lazily. Hmm. Maybe, he's drunk. maybe he's drunk. Maybe he's. Maybe I'm sorry. I'm um, but speaking of him being drunk, a lot of these songs are about how his alcoholism affects the relationships and there's a lyric on here yeah kate claims she can't depend on me for anything and i agree it's crystal clear i reach for the bottle and disappear yeah i mean he's writing it out there there's no question what he's talking about yeah. here no it's great i mean i think the the song has a bunch of different parts i like i like what exactly is the better open the door part it's just kind of the interlude that starts the song but then there's a verse and then there's the chorus right. but it's like thrown in a bunch of different places i don't know it's like hooky it. it's catchy the band sounds great yeah i'll say that Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine number five, which was a, such a new discovery for me. I used to kind of hate the end of this album. I thought yeah. that like uh, oh, Hangman and Hold Me Down were just like... What? I, I used to think were super weak. Yeah. And Hold Me Down, for whatever reason, is such a beautiful melody. And it just it feels so warm and emotional. And I, I love it now. Like the melodies are like fine. I just I don't I, I don't see it as anything special. How can I break the news to? You? Yeah, I like oh that my part. god, it's amazing. No, the best melody in this song is the "I love you, however." Oh, that's great too. That. But you're like and the echoes of the. Da, 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 see this? I don't know. Oh man, I like I like the chorus a lot when it's soft. When the whole band comes in, I don't know why. Like Tony's kind of just snary beat. Like you don't like Tony's beat on this. Like toward the, especially at the end. Are you kidding me? Dude, he's doing such cool stuff on this song. Um, it's it's just so sad to me. This song is basically really well written. Really well written as like a song. You had mentioned earlier that they're stretching out lyrically, songwriting wise. Especially we'll get to time turn fragile. Yeah. But on this song, this is from the perspective of his ex writing him a letter, leaving him, and he's singing it. Yeah. And it's to like, be fair, I think this is. I think I read that at one point he found like in his couch yeah, cushion. <laughs> he found in his couch cushion like a friend's math homework, and he was just like imagining <laughs> if it was like an ex having left this letter. Fine, I'm gonna imagine it did happen, <laughs> and he's still taking experiences from his failed relationships because oh, of absolutely. his issues. Oh, absolutely, I'm sure he is. And to have the last epic conclusion to your album be this, and it build to me, this builds incredibly well with the drums toward the end and the guitars. It just swells toward the end. Yep. It's so sad. He's singing to himself from her perspective. Yeah. How can I how can I break the news to you that I'm breaking up with you? Yeah. That the whole song is you hold me down. Mm-hmm. Like I love you. I love you, however. But you hold me down. And that's he's saying it to himself from this it's like, to me it's really sad and poignant. You're the leaky sink of sentiment. Ooh. God, I love that line. That's really good. That is a great line. I I read especially um you know going into his lyrics further. He says I'll have my brother stop by this Saturday to pick up my things. Um, just make sure you're not there. Just sort of, I don't know how often, there's so many breakup songs and songs about heartbreak, but like this is going through the minutia of, yeah. oh, you got to get your shit from Feed them. Feed Frankie's gerbil or something like that. Don't forget, don't forget to cancel that dinner. Yeah. Free the gerbils. Like he, he is such <laughs> a good songwriter taking these little points that are, that 
aren't so vague and broad when people talk about love and heartbreak yes and makes it more heartbreaking to me yeah. like we, we've shared this life together don't forget to cancel those plans that we had together and to feed the gerbil that we had together and mm-hmm. i gotta let you down listen uh, i appreciate this a lot as sort of the last song on the album and yet i don't like that it's the last song on the mm-hmm. album what would you have preferred as a closer if just using the first little, 12 ooh, the, using these songs that's a good question don't say hangman no i'm not gonna say hangman. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know something else time turn fragile that would, would be, be a awesome. sick closer and but, just sort of uh, faded out yeah. yeah but this is like the most sentimental sounding song that they've written so far definitely and uh no it's it's good it definitely is i mean it, it definitely grew on me since the first time i heard it yeah but definitely yeah. not enough to That's add okay. it to the list it's okay <laughs> okay after that let's do when you're around Okay, so this song, uh, <laughs> the interlude, the instrumental in this whoa, song. Whoa, whoa! Don't get to the interlude. No, what do you mean? I, I don't. I never know what to call it. The <laughs> like the riff. Yeah. That whole thing it's that awesome. that made this song as high it is on my list. Honestly, because I don't love the chorus. Neither do I. It's the first time it gets to what's when about to be. I was trying be, to figure out what my number five was. I'm like, should me. I have when you're around this high? But. I love his vocals so much on this song. He's yelling them and screaming them, and the drums are amazing. I really like that stop-start chugging. Like, and the drums matching it. Yeah. Um, I think the chorus is super catchy. It is. Um, Close my eyes. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's a cool good. melody. I love the lyrics. Midwest love affair. I bend when I'm bored. Yeah. Bend like... Bend. I know. And I didn't, getting, going on a yeah. bender. No, it's good. Late night liquor flu will lead me to the floor. Yeah. I love I love this like six six eight over three four I don't know there's Whoa. like yeah all these time signatures that they're doing where like Tony's hitting a get but it's just this kind of hemiola thing that's going on hemiola please yeah. explain oh man let me try <laughs> it's like when some rhythm is going over a very different time signature but it all sort of links up in the end I feel like now I know a word for what happens a lot in music that I really like yeah well there we go. This is uh, the learning corner with Adam. <laughs> Another lyric that, again, every song is sort of a different take on his alcoholism, or mm-hmm. most of them. He says in this song, they must hate me, every single one. It just yeah. sickens them what I consider fun. Mm-hmm. He sort of angrily... Oh, here's another thing. I think this song is also him singing to himself. Like, I can't fucking stand it when you're around. I think are those the people around him talking to him, being how not fun he is when he's drunk. That's what I... It's my theory. Uh-huh. Yes. It, could, it could, be, could be both. It could also just be him being like, I hate you guys. Let me, right. Let me do my own thing. Fine, fine. But either way, this is an angry song, angry yeah. at the world around him because he just wants to drink. Yeah. And I love the perfectly way... perfectly captured on this song. The rhythm of his vocals over that verse. Midlands love affair, I've been where I am born. Over the whole janky. It's like, da, it's da, very... Da, 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 da. Different yeah. rhythms on top of each other. Yeah. It's, Kimiola, it's, there we as go. As you said. It's very well put together. Um... Yeah, that I can't fucking stand it when you're around. It's very classic pop punk, kind of Blinkin' eighty two, <laughs> kind of whatever. Like, there's something about that that I'm just kind of like, really, but it's fine. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. No, really. I mean, this song was my number three, and I'm not trying to take away how good it is, but that uh, that instrumental is the best. That really gets to me that really gets to me something with the picked guitar and the da-na-na-na-na and tony and it's just so oh i love it yeah it's It's so quintessential it's a great song that was my number three or my number four your number three so i think at this point we should go into my number three which was together we'll ring in the new year why won't she listen to me why did i come oh why did i come here These humans all suck I'd rather be home Feeling violent and lonely I'm not trying To sound so insincere So just like hey, uh, Hold Me Down this is another song I kind of just I think I was just like oh, Yeah, I'm a punk rock kid I just didn't like the softer <laughs> songs But now This is one of the best melodies On the whole record to yeah, me Yeah, I love this song uh, It's just The vocals are so beautiful this must be it. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the new, new year. I'm not trying. Ugh, he's just got so many great melodies on top of these really, in my mind, I don't want to say inventive, but the chords go everywhere. They go all over the place and they keep changing the structure and maybe the key. I don't know music yeah. enough to know that. Um, but there's sort of, it's just him and guitars. And so there's like Which I love. the nice chugging and then there's the beautiful Josh in the background just doing his... To me, I'm thing. very because the chorus of the song sounds like a full band could be there because going. Bah, bah, I'm I'm curious if this was started a out demo as as a, a song that they wanted to do full band. That would be interesting to hear. Yeah, I'm really glad that they didn't though. I mean, it it is a great song. It paints a great picture. His lyrics are great in this. There's so many melodies. Why won't she listen to me? Yeah, I love that so much. Heads up, damage control. And when that His comes vocals in, are insane yeah. on this song. And especially he does that as soon as like it works so well in the song. Is like, oh, there's a ring around her finger. You fucked up. Like, oh, I you love, missed I it love by that. A mile. Yeah, I love that line. Heads up, damage control. There's a ring around her finger. Last chance for changing lanes. Last chance for changing lanes. You missed it by a mile. To me, I don't know if you've had this. As I get older, I mean, I'm no longer single, but when I was, uh. I would constantly, one of the first things I would look when I find someone attractive is to look at their hand to see if they had a ring on. Did you ever do that? Nope. <laughs> anyway, that I get that sentiment. Heads up, damage control. You're so excited to go approach someone to talk to them and all of a sudden, oh, they're taken. Yeah. I like that. So, okay, let's do your number two. Everything is all right. Self-medication, I guess I still do that from time to time. But I'm getting better at fighting the future. Hey, you'll be fine. Just All right, this song, I, I'm, I had a feeling that you would actually. You know, I was kind of hoping that maybe you put it like, <laughs> but I had a feeling that it would not be on your list. And this to me was such a rediscovery. Mm. I remember years ago, I would skip this song. I'm like, tell me that you may anything's I'm just like, yeah, I heard it all before. It's catchy, sure, whatever. But going back into it, it is in such a great way for me. So quintessential. Motion City soundtrack and the harmonies in the chorus. That is really the that's first time. Well, that's their thing too. Their harmonies starting in this album are so good. And 
they really make them, they make themselves unique. It makes them something unique. That Moog, the harmonies, his lyrics, his voice, like those are all- His lyrics are awesome on this. And I actually love the verses. I just, the chorus is so repetitive and cheesy to me that that it kills it for me. It's funny because the chorus- feel the opposite? No, I, I get it. But the chorus is probably one of the best parts to me. I love- Tony's just do do get them bam bam every time the all right it's it feels so so much energy and passion into it. You know me, and you know my least favorite chorus trope. Yes, just repeating the just lyric. repeating the song title over and over again as the chorus. It just kills it for me. I really, unfortunately, I love those those harmonies. What's, um, what's interesting about this song? Uh, this happens a lot, and I feel like this happens in a lot of bands too. This is the last song written for the album and it became their biggest song this thing is certified gold like they sold 500,000 copies of this song like in terms of singles wow which is the only song that's ever done that for them um this like i said this is their quintessential or what people consider the quintessential album this is the quintessential song yeah um they'll end their sets with it everyone everyone, everyone everyone knows it's crazy it's a re- like the lyrics are really interesting because it seems to me more of a summary of his OCD tens- t- uh, tendencies more so than his depression and alcoholism and other tracks. He's talking about like uh, I'm sick of these things I do when I'm nervous, like cleaning. What does he say? Cleaning the ocean, checking my cleaning tires, the oven or checking uh, my the tires. oven. Excuse me, or checking my tires or counting the number of tiles in the ceiling. Head for the hills, the kitchen's on fire. Or, or his social anxieties about like I hate oceans and theme parks and airplanes and people and yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very honest uh, insight into sort of his anxieties, which I mean. Well, I guess that's what it is, and that's why I, it's. I think it's it's a well written song because then it's just like it's going to be okay. Everything's all right. I mean, I get it. It's simple. It's the same lyrics over and over again. I don't know. I just I, I, maybe it's the fact that it regrew on me <laughs> that oh, totally. that it made it as high as that's it, what happened with Hold Me is. Down for me. But I just got I kept listening to it. I'm just like, damn, this is a good song. But and there are also so many parts. Like there's the doon gown doon gown everything's fine. Oh, they they bring it well, back. They at the bring court, it back the at the end, right. and then there's then there's a very the bridge quintessential pop punk bridge. Give me a reason. I don't believe. Did you know? Did you read who that was on the background vocals? Is it Fallout Boy? Yeah, Patrick Stump for Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Maybe we'll do Fallout Boy at one point. No, we're not. No, we're gonna do that. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, there and something about that bridge too. I just keep like. Singing it to myself to break with tradition, and divide. Let's not get carried. There's harmonies. It's insane to me how many melodies this guy has come up with. Yeah, they're so, so just all sound like him, but he just can do so much, especially on verses. I love his verse melodies more so than his choruses Mm. on a lot of, if not most, of their discography. I hear that. Um, and so this has got a nice shuffle, like to the verses that I love. There's a lot I love about this, but I think the chorus kills it for me. But I'm glad you. It's so interesting. The chorus it. is like really. For, I, I know it's simple, but it's it's one of my favorites. Different strokes. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll do my number one, your number four, which is baffling to me. Uh, attractive today. why this was my number four what is wrong with you i think 
Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I always I always knew Time to Fragile would be your number one. Yeah, for sure. But and I mean, I know Everything is Alright is maybe a little too high in your opinion. Um, <laughs> when you're around, I just think that Attractive Today, it had, it's, I wish there was more of it. It's short. If if there was more of it, it probably would have been higher. But there's really, I'm telling you, there's something about that riff and when you're around that just gets me. And I think mm. that's what that's what put it higher. Those, those two kept flipping. But Attractive Today is, I think, their shortest, I don't know if it's their shortest song in general. It's definitely their shortest intro song. And I'm telling Worker you. Worker B isn't as short? I think it's it's longer. I think okay. it's in the two minutes. This Fair. is one minute and 41 seconds. Oh, definitely. And they definitely pack shorter. it. They really do pack it. It's a great song. It It feels like definitely the bridge into this album from the other one this this from, to am, me I am the movie. explodes with the band saying this is who we are now it is so thrilling to me to hear this song that i just i, I lose it and that's why i think it's my number one mm-hmm. even though the production seems a little muddier on this song compared to the past album i think the moog is kind of buried too low in the mix and I know I keep noticing that, which is kind of bumming me out. But well, we're outside, gonna have to give Mark some credit. First, this first attempt. All right, buddy. He's not the mixer, though. That's a little different. That's a very good point. Yeah, um, but the guitars are so dynamic all over this place. Uh, when the Moog comes in, it sounds amazing. The chorus with the snare rolls; those snare rolls are just nutso to me. And the the cool little guitar solo he does, and then one of his best fills of all time. A hundred percent. If not the best. I think we might list them later in the show, but <laughs> Yeah. Right at the Holy end of shit. the uh the last verse that they do. It's uh no, it's an amazing explosion. I love sort of that fake out. It's just kind of like I am wrecked soft and then but I just boom, boom, get it. It's like oh <laughs> energy. Woo. It's it's amazing. Also the muted guitar, I don't know if it's harmonics he's hitting or whatever in the second verse are beautiful. Mm. So pretty. No, they really pack this in. I like you. <laughs> that is my least favorite part. Fact, really? You oh, like that? Yeah. Oh it's so God. quirky. That's almost at the level of, let's do this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I think that. it's so corny. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a song that we recorded. Yes, it reminds me of that too. <laughs> what, what is the... Uh, I love you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was a song we recorded called A Breath of Something Hazardous. <laughs> I think that's a different song. but Oh, I don't feel the same. Yeah. Is I that don't it? feel the same. I don't feel the same at all. One day we'll do a top five <laughs> of our own recorded music. Oh, man. But until then, let me just get back to I think another reason that puts this to the top for me, lyric-wise, um, I know I shouldn't waste my time wishing I'd be better designed. Yeah. It's such a, like, an ode to constantly being self-conscious, which, yeah. which I think many people can relate to. Yeah, I love the lyrics on this. It's so insecure, neurotic. So Justin, insecure. And, and, and the last lyric, when I just want to feel alive for the first time in my life, yeah. I just want to feel attractive today, is, and the way he sings that with the guitars going, it's epic. This is an unbelievable opener. It's great. I love this song. No, this song should have been a little bit higher for me. I agree. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a good one. So... That just leaves, which could have been my number one and was definitely yours, the insanely definitely. This, epic. This song, Time Turned Fragile. These are the things I think about when I'm alone without you. I wonder how your whereabouts and hope like hell. You're happy where you are. Just to say. This song is 
even more, I mean, definitely more so than, I mean, I think I called uh, my favorite accident, like an opus or a masterpiece or whatever. This song is an opus. This song has so many different parts. I read that Mark was he the one. He put it together. Yeah. And I'm, thank you, Mark, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. putting together the outro, which is like two minutes long, at least. It's like, it's a big part of it's the just, song. It's not really an outro at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like this, like you said, the song has two very different sections that bleed so well and lyrically because of the lyrics, I think mesh perfectly. Yes, agreed. Oh man, yeah. We can Honestly, we, reading we, the lyrics brought this to even a higher level. For I agree. Me. Uh, it was already there, but it made it even more special. So to get into what we're talking about before we get into the music, uh, he decided Justin wanted to write a song from the perspective of his father, sort of thinking and worrying about himself, about Justin. Right. And uh, oh man, it's it's beautiful. It, it's it's. I feel like songs like this it sounds like he has a great relationship with his father which isn't always the case for a lot of musicians who write about their upbringing mm -hmm. and it's sort of this beautiful sentiment from his father's perspective of how he knows his father is worrying about him especially in this time of his life that we're talking about in all these songs and yeah and it's also I picked out a lot of lines that I want to talk about please do it's 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 about this like things that no, that neither of them are kind of saying, but kind of implied Unspoken. or like, yeah, un exactly. Yeah, but go ahead and you can list off some of those. I lines. mean, it just starts off with tiny hands, recycled cans, metal bands I could not stand. The time you cried and threw your crayons across the floor. Sort of his dad recollecting his childhood to adolescence. Um, These are the things I think about when I'm alone without you. I wonder of your whereabouts and hope like hell you're happy where you are. I mean, that sounds like every parent's concern. I mean. Parents are constantly worrying about their children, not even when they're going through alcohol alcoholism. I don't know if I keep saying that word right. Alcoholism <laughs> yeah. and depression and OCD. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. And it's just this beautiful sentiment of knowing your parents care about you mm -hmm. that, I, that it's captured in a song. And I don't know many songs like this at all. You used to say that you're just fine, but I still wonder from time to time, or wonder all the time. All right, and then it switches to, I know I say I'm just fine, but I hope you wonder from time to time. Hockey games, medical claims, police reports, terrible grades. Then he says, Jay, I'm so proud of all the things you've done. Oh, I love that. Me. I know. I, I also, so... I never really looked at the lyrics until recently. And I was always wondering, I'm like, who you, like, is this some sort of metaphor throwing crayons across the floor? Is this like a girlfriend of yours right. that's like just throwing a tantrum? And I never understood the Jay. I'm so, but like, yeah. Jay's Justin. That. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. Jay, I'm so proud of the things you've done. <sighs> and then, and then, so it's all from the perspective of his dad. And then he comes in, Justin, from his perspective, comes in right at the end. I'm all right. I'm all right. I can see through everything you say and all the lessons I never learned. Yeah. I think, right? I don't know if that's I him that's, or if it's, I, I was feeling the same thing. I'm like. When does it switch perspectives? I think it's if there. Because the whole time he's saying, are you still okay? And then he says, I'm all right. I'm all right. I can see through everything you say and all the lessons I've never learned. I had never learned from mm -hmm. you. Oh, man. So, that's great. And that's just the lyrics. That's just the lyrics because, oh, man. I should put this at number one. It's, it's so good. And it's... I, why don't you start? Well, first of all, the... Uh, space in between the end of Makeout Kids. I love that it bleeds yes. into this. Yeah. It, like, it's not even bleed. It literally ends, and there's usually like one or two seconds between tracks, and it just goes right into it. And it's funny, live, they did that too, and I think they do that a lot. As That's soon as awesome. they end Makeout Kids, they just go right into this. And that interlude fucking rocks. Yeah. Oh my God. They just feel like a punk band for a second. It's really great. And that wham, 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 One of the wham, best Moog riffs. Uh, I love it. It's so it's so heavy. And when the verses come in, it's dun, dun, 
dun, dun. I don't know if you noticed this, but the verses are pretty much the chords of the interlude, just spaced out a little bit more. I did not notice that. That's so awesome. Bang, I, gotta, I have to listen for that. And then dun it, honey, get dun it, dun it. The chorus is awesome. I used to say that. And the I'm band just is just fine. rocking and killing it. That goes up a couple times. I don't know if I feel like I'm rushing through this because it's so important, but then. The oh, second part of this song. Oh, you're it, rushing through. Yeah? Sorry. You want more to say? Yeah, oh, there's okay. more. There's just all these great orchestrated picked parts in those verses. And then these are the things that I think about. It's still got this. Just, yeah. Again, talking about like the an- anticipation for like the chorus. It's you're the happy bass. where the you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's like two. I'm not even going to call them bridges. There's like these two other sections the one we're talking about, the I'm all right, and they get like really hard and can't see through everything you say, and great melody. Yeah, right. and all I did the rush. There's so much I good. never learned. Right, there's like everything. It goes into all these different places. And then there's another part, which again kind of goes to that like stereotypical, like just a guy and his guitar. Do you still believe in stories told? But I love the Gatsuko. Just frozen yet away. Just someone to find out. Amazing, tasteful hits by Tony as it's sort of just Justin doing another different melody. Oh my God, there's so much in this song. There really is. And now. Songwriting feet. But then, right. And then as soon as he ends the, but I hope you wonder from time to time, it goes back for a second to the and then bam and then it changes into something completely different and so special, so special. and amazing and uh, it's just to- for so many tony. reasons tony this is one of the i mean i'm telling you if that you're listening out there yeah oh man this this beat is so special quirky and different and uses the the drum set as like as an instrument not yeah. just a like a regular hi-hat drum and bass no he's using every part <laughs> he's using every part of it and it's just it's 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 iconic to me yeah like if i had to think of in modern music iconic drum beats this is up there for me it's just for so I remember seeing them live when I wasn't with you, and I think I took a video of it for you because I was like, you need... I was just so happy that... This is something that we didn't even talk about, but I mean, we'll obviously get to it in their discography, um, in their timeline as a band, but Tony, tragically, leaves the band at one point. Um, But he came back for their farewell tour, and the fact that I got to see him was something I play never thought song. and play this song specifically. I'm just like, oh, that was just one of those things I could check off my bucket list. Yeah. Um, but aside from the drum beat, the beautiful chords, and I can see, I can totally see how these were two separate songs. Um, and again, when another you say chords, do you mean in general or do you mean when the piano comes in? No, not, not, not just the ding, 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 yeah. literally the chords, just like the chord movements that they're doing. And I think Josh is picked part. Dude, I did, love his did, soft did, drum did, roll. Did, after did. after he gets out yeah. of his amazing beat, he goes. <laughs> I don't know why I said that out loud, <laughs> but he does this really sweet soft drum roll that's yeah. happening in the background. I can't hear you. Can't. 
don't know if that's not it. So How was good. that, guys? <laughs> right into us. Oh, man. But it's so it goes beautiful. over Justin's lyrics and these backgrounds that are harmonies. And it's got these beautiful acoustic, not acoustic, ethereal. It's just, it's gorgeous. That is another very chill inducing section to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and, the nice. last, <laughs> and the last lyric, uh, one day I'll fail to breathe and all, all I'll have are memories. memories. All we are are memories. And we learned recently that... Uh, the sound at the end, which I always thought was like an organ, and I was like, "Ooh, that's different for them." Turns out it was Josh. Something happened with like feedback or something oh, yeah. related to his guitar and how it was affecting—I don't know—the amp or I don't know what it was. And it gives this beautiful melodic, kind of churchy uh, sound that works so perfectly with that lyric. One day I'll fail to breathe, and it kind of sounds like just like the end of a funeral. I don't know. That's a great way There's to There's something it. about like it. That, like a church organ. This song is is one of their best. So well put together um, and so much to love. It it never it never gets old. I think now that I have dove, now that I've dived, divin? <laughs> divin. <laughs> now that I've gone through the lyrics, like I said earlier, I, I hear this song in a completely, even, I always loved it musically, but I've found it in a complete new light now and it becomes sort of emotional for me. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So that was our top five for uh, Commit This to Memory. Let's quickly run through the rest of the record. So we already went through Attractive Today, which was my number one. And then Everything is All Right, your number two. When you're around, we both love that. Okay, we hit Resolution. Burt. One, one of the two <laughs> New Year's songs in the album that makes me feel like this is kind of a, a winter transitional season album. Um, Yeah. This is such a mid-tempo kind of eh song. Kind of boring. Yeah. I, I do like Josh's guitar work on the verses, of course, and the drumming's pretty good, especially if he's using like the hi-hat more than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the chorus is kind of like a boring anthem. Yeah. This song is not for me. And honestly, I think this comes right after... It comes... So I, I love Attractive Today. Everything is all right. When you're around, I love. And then Resolution. It like... Already, the when momentum. I, when I listen killed. to this album, the momentum is just—it's just not there for me because I like a song, I don't like a song. I like a song, I don't like a song. I definitely feel that for this. Obviously, not everything is all right, but this song is just kind of a stinker. And if there were more songs, I would say kick this one off and keep the others. But alas, I also think his voice. I said earlier, I love the way his voice sounds. I think I said that a little too quickly because his voice sounds nasal on this song. No, I, I think the things to pick out from this song. Well, the one lyric I love is the taste test of girls from all over the world yeah. who refuse to accept my excuses. That's just a great, like, self-critical. Keeps going. Kind of, she puts. She put up with so much. My madness and my self-abuse. She'd tend to my wounds, fill me with food when I'd stumble home drunk for breakfast. Breakfast. That's a. She really, was right to take off before she was consumed. Yeah, it's once again. It's he's understanding that he's he's being destructive in his relationships with his yeah. with his bad behavior and it's really sad in a very specific just him stumbling home for breakfast i just love his imagery and his lyrics a lot yeah um yeah the guitar in moog solo is kind of nice we have nothing else to say <laughs> let's move on to feels like rain which feel like rain it's not feels like sorry <laughs> <laughs> thank you for correcting me um this song is kind of cool. I also don't love it, but yeah. there are enough things about it that keep it exciting and interesting. Agreed. When I knew like four songs off the album, I think I definitely liked this song, but going back to it, I'm just like, 
there's a lot of repetition of like melodies that are fine. It's like not that great. I love the vocals again. Seem lazy. And I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I get that they were going for that, but it just doesn't translate well to me. His verse vocals just seem lazy and not powerful. The chorus is fine. Yeah, it's just kind um, of the best part is the. Yeah. I honestly, my favorite parts are are the original melody over the picked. Okay. Yeah, that parts those those parts are really pretty. Um. Yeah, there's not much to say. Drum shuffle during the bridge and say something. There's something. Very, I because I feel like I knew Blink One Eighty Two before I knew Motion City soundtrack. Totally, that it this sounds so Blink. Travis. This sounds a lot like Blink in a lot of parts. Even the bass sounds sort of like Blink One Eighty Two a little bit. I mean, that could just be Mark, yeah, doing his thing. Oh, for sure. But there's something about any time that Tony just like rides on the snare is what I'll call it. It feels very definitely, Travis. definitely Travis. Another one of my absolute favorite drummers. Oh yeah, oh same. Another extremely. Uh, a drummer that is so incredible Iconic. that doesn't get his worth because of the genre I think he's in. That's my personal opinion. I mean, he's never talked about. He's just fodder for YouTube haters. Is that right? I'll just say that. Really? Yeah. It's just one of those things. I mean, That's he's he's incredible. He's amazing. He's like incredible. You just can't deny it. We have got to do Blink-182. Yeah, That's we okay. will. But Travis and Tony together for me were hugely influential as I was growing up. And like listening... Back to these albums of Motion City soundtrack for sure, and then going back to like how I'm playing in my own band and whatnot. I'm like, oh, my, I love this. That's I like awesome. can hear the fills I'm doing, and I'm like, is that where I got it from? Oh, that's so cool. It's uh, it's great. But that's feel like awesome. rain is fine. Yeah. Next, so then comes Makeout Kids, which this used to be my favorite, or not my favorite, a favorite. Yeah. And I think it's just because of the amazing part that we'll go into. But everything about the, else about the song is fine. Like, I, I don't think it's that special of a song. It's just how incredible the chorus is. Do you feel similarly? It's funny. I think all of the parts are good. I just don't think all the parts are great. I agree the, the chorus. Is, she's in. The melody is not that great. I love the orchestration that they do when they're. There's like in both ears, the guitars are doing different yes, pickings. It's, it's quirky really cool. and colorful. It's a very colorful song. But my God, that chorus, holy shit, it is huge and almost put it on my list. Hooray for the madness, we are better by. It just comes out, doesn't come out of nowhere, but because the verses are so quirky and fun and poppy, when it hits, it hits hard. Yep. And it is, to me, it is one of, after Attractive Today is like the first holy shit moment mm. because this is before Times Turns Fragile. And it's, oh my God, I'm sort of, I'm a sucker for something that's this anthemic, mm-hmm. sort of juxtaposed between uh, the not as intense verses. I it, think it's amazing. It's a great, because the whole song is kind of, well, it's not really. I mean, it, it feels very teeny, teen, like angsty teen, kind make of make out kids. kids. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's something very it's much. It's got the word kids in it. Well, sure. Maybe that's why. But like <laughs> the chorus, it 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 works with that. There's yeah. something about it. Um, I can just see all these like, teenagers just kind of like yelling this um i love the symbol hits the it's like there's yeah, always yeah, these yeah. kind of janky little things when the verses come there's back some nice in. hand claps in here i'm always a sucker uh, for some hand claps there's um, some more coming up in a couple of albums. i like that he says i'm fond of twin peaks afternoons yeah. i've been there i don't know if you've gone through twin peaks yet. i haven't no um it's a very justin thing the bridge i like the harmonies a lot never die and that last never die yeah. Yeah. 
Drums are um, cool in that. Snowed in, sleepover, winter break, cocktails and miniature mistakes, lights out, we're covered in each other's warm embrace. That's just beautiful. Really well written. Miniature mistakes. I really like that. Yeah. Like you always kind of fuck up a little bit when you're with someone that yeah. you like. I really like that. So after that, time turned fragile, which we love. Okay. Here we go. LG FWAD, which stands for Let's Get Fucked Up and Die. And I remember I was just so pissed off at this song when I first heard it. I, I, I still kind of hate it. It just is so obnoxious to me. I think it is trying to be cutesy and witty. And to me, it's just not. I think I read that it was like a person who was in charge of merch. The merch table guy like got drunk one Drunk and, and yelled it. And so I guess I kind of like that there's a story behind it. It's a stupid lyric, but they obviously don't take themselves seriously about it. And like literally the, the next lyric is, I'm speaking figuratively, of course. But I think that's what I hate about it. He's like, let's get fucked up. I'm just speaking figuratively. I don't actually mean this. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> this song really rubs me the wrong way. I Luckily, kinda... there are some great melodies within it. Yeah. Um, like... So I love the, so I'm already dead. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, and I think we, we, we've talked about this um, together, not on this podcast. Well, there's that. In this department. Yeah. I like that a lot. Just the, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. But, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> sounds like Bed Springs. <laughs> but um, the second chorus, or whatever you want to call it, I want to thank you for being a part of my forget-me-nots and the screen. Mary Gals. That's my favorite part of the song. Well, it's also, they just kind of pick it up. What's I kind of appreciate is that every chorus, if you want to call Builds. it that, it's different. Yeah. They're all different. The next one is like in like I think we talked time. about this on our Coldplay podcast. We love bands, or it just makes songwriting so much better and interesting if you change something about it. You don't if you do verse, chorus, verse, that's fine, but make it slightly different. Yeah. Either you change your 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 melody of the vocals, or change the drum, or the rhythm of the guitar, or add another layer. No, it, and they're makes, very good. It at makes this. for a good band. That's really it like makes what for they interesting do. listens. So you're not just kind of chugging through the song. Yeah. Um, in the notes that I wrote for this song, I'm just like, he never shuts up. There's something about <laughs> there's something about this. I agree. Like the lyrics, it's just kind of like it's just so much. It's so wordy about this kind of thing. And but I again I appreciate that it's it's all this is all about his drinking and not necessarily I mean, I can't remember all the lyrics, but it's not necessarily like, oh, look how this kind of fucks up my relationships. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like deterioration, uh, like just being all consumed by this love of substance you know what i mean yeah um i love that just the very ending and totally burn it's the ending is awesome um did you notice i don't know if what do you think this is a blink reference when he says for the last time with feeling i'll try this one more time with feeling no i think that's it's just a phrase it's too generic (laughs) enough yeah fair (laughs) maybe but we don't need to talk about the song anymore it's kind of a bummer to me it's actually one of the most popular songs that's that's why i think it was a single for sure and to be honest i can see it with maybe the pop punk emo crowd like who loves them likes that kind of sentiment clever for its own good i I definitely got more into this song at one point in my Motion City listening, um, but listening back to it, it definitely doesn't it's deserve funny to be on the top five. We both talk about how we are very much music first, lyrics second. But to me, like I found so many musical parts of this I really like, but the lyrics hold it back f- so much for me that I can't even get there with the song. Gotcha. I'm so distracted by the lyrics. Ugh, it's not good. Okay, after that, we did better open the door. Together we'll ring in the new year. Hang Hangman. Man. What do you think about Hangman? What is this song? This song is such a disappointment 
I think it's just so flat. It never hits as hard as it wants to. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. It's like if they were trying if they were trying to go for something kind of different and dark and quirky or like janky and like amelodic. They didn't really. It's succeed. such a missed opportunity for me. Yeah. A lot of points in the vocals, when he does um, the well, bridge. Well, yeah, the bridge. Oh, what the? Heck? What is that? He fucked it up so Everything's bad. Gonna be but it could have been awesome if yeah. he was screaming it. I agree. But it just sort of feels like he it also it was he, a bad take. If he did, no, I think he the, like listen. They are good enough musicians, and the rest of their music is so on melodically. <laughs> like, they, like what they knew what they were doing. No matter what, they it, knew it that they were making so it amelodic. out of place. Yeah, it does because it it just to me sounds like a first draft of what he should be playing, singing there or yep. yelling there. Because I do like that it rocks, but it doesn't rock hard enough. That's what I said about being a transitional album. Like I don't. This song is such a bummer to me. It's so random and in not a good way. Like, I like random sometimes. Shout out to Mr. Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus, they bring him on for vocals, which even that part is kind of like pop punk nasally. Yeah. I'm just... It's like... I don't even like that. like I don't like... It kind of does, though. I don't love that part. I just like hearing Mark. I'm with you. But it just never is as heavy as it should sound. This whole song. It just feels muted. I don't. I don't know. Lost along the way. <laughs> that's all I could pick out. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine>. But <laughs> so, that was definitely man. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's. I don't know. It's weird. Not great. Yeah. It's not great. It's not, not great. great. <laughs> it has a handful of gems. Definitely. And it sounds like we disagree on which those are. Yes. Which is good. I and mean, it's good for albums yeah. to have enough that, you know, I'm, some people can It's like, like I was about to say, I'm glad you agree that Hangman sucks. But like, I'm not glad that any of these songs <laughs> yeah. suck. But that's kind of a bummer. Yep. So, wow. Yeah. That was their biggest album. Commit This to Memory. Number two. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part two in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of our second artist, Motion City Soundtrack, and their entire discography. Now that we've discussed their second album, Commit This to Memory, tune in next week where we explore their pop-leaning third album, Even If It Kills Me. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Motion City Soundtrack. What are your top five favorite songs on Commit This to Memory and why? Does it deserve to be their most popular album? Had you at least heard of the hit, Everything is Alright? Let us know. Subscribe to this podcast, find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and post your lists and thoughts so we can continue this discussion after the broadcast ends. Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family all about us. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.